0: Put your prayers up, prayers up, up. Bless us with the Lord, put your prayers up. Prayers up,
1: prayers
0: up. Bless us with yeah. from the Lord, put your prayers up. Welcome to Prayin' and Freaking. a time to show, tell, and know how prayer changes things. It's not a cliche, it's a reality with your girl, Georgette, a.k.a. The Freaker. Welcome, welcome, welcome to praying and Preaking with your girl Georgia, aka the preaker. I am super excited today, and I'm actually been laughing again, but I am excited. I was laughing because my guest, Miss Jada Smith, is a little nervous. She was like, I don't know what to do. I'm telling y'all, I love the fact that I get to invite people, and I love it even more that they agreed to come on not knowing. <laughs> what the topic is have no idea what we're going to talk about and so they're always a little bit nervous when they get here but i tell them that they will be fine and jada you will be fine but y'all listen i am really i know i say it all the time but it's the truth like i'm super excited to have this young lady with me today miss jada smith and also guess what i'm really excited because she is from the one and only philadelphia (laughs) She's from my hometown, Philly. So yes, Miss Jada Smith is in the building. All right, Jada, listen, don't be nervous. I got you. Your, your, your homegirl is not going to set you up, okay? So (laughs) I'm going to say a quick prayer. We're going to pray on this thing. Pray you see, pray that nervous right on out of you. And then I want you to introduce yourself because I couldn't listen y'all. When I tell you this young lady right here is fire. She's magnificent. She is doing so many things. And so my introduction won't even tip the iceberg of how powerful this young lady is. And I am so, so, so glad that I have the pleasure and honor of knowing her. And so, but let me get into this prayer. I don't wanna get ahead of myself. But, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just come right now, first and foremost, God, just thanking you for right now. Thanking you for this moment, Lord God. Thanking you for this opportunity, Lord God. I do not take it lightly, Father God, that you continue to provide people who come, Lord God. Open-minded, Lord God, not even knowing, Father God, what they're going to be talking about, Lord God, but that they trust me enough, Father God, that you have given me a platform where people trust me to come, Father God, to sit, to chit-chat, to talk, Lord God, so I don't take it lightly. I ask that you bless everything that we are going to talk about, that you remove the nervousness from Jada and let her know that it is all well, just for her to be her true, wonderful awesome self and we thank you in jesus name we pray amen 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 amen. so jada just tell the people with any i mean i always leave this part up to you guys whatever it is that you want people to know who is jada what is jada all about whatever you want to share with the audience with my listeners just go ahead and and give it to the people
1: (laughs) um first i would like to say thank you for this opportunity And secondly, my name is Jada Smith and I'm 21 years old. I go to, I'm from Philadelphia (laughs) (laughs) and I go to Clarion University. I'm on the women's basketball team. Um, I'm actually a part of, I'm a member of Psychi, which is the honors psychology and I'm very active in the community there, but, um, I'm also active in Philadelphia. I'm, the CEO, the founders <laughs> of Swag Scholars with Athletic Goals. Um, and I kind of, it's my nonprofit. I love giving back to people. I would i say my favorite thing to do in my downtime is spending time with my family. Um, I love writing poetry and I just love being able to help people in any way I can. Um, oh, I left out one of the most important things. My major is psychology. And I'm actually already started my master's um, and I'm in my master's program is in mental health counseling. So Mm. um, I'm enjoying that. Uh, Grad school is busy, but it's also very informative. So that's also, you know, the best part of it that I'm learning more in my field and being able to help people when I get older. So um, that's a little bit about myself.
0: Awesome. See, not, not, not bad. Not, not too bad already. So just sit back, relax. (laughs) It's literally like we are just chit-chatting. And I had the pleasure of meeting Jada uh, through actually a friend of mine who had Jada on her platform and When I saw the interview, I was like, wow, this woman is phenomenal. And to be so young and to be in her purpose and to know exactly what it is, like, that is amazing. Like, so many people at 21 have no idea where they're supposed to be, what they need to be doing, and for you to be so focused and to have a nonprofit and all of those things and giving back, like, it's just amazing. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And so... Our topic today is something that you are very familiar with because, as she said, she writes poetry. And so our topic is, her is me, her is you. And so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. Perfect. Perfect. Yes, perfect. And I say that because Jada, I actually um, reached out to Jada because when I... Uh, saw her interview before and spoke with her before. She told, as she just said, that she writes poetry. And so when I launched the Ignite Her Country Club, I actually reached out to Jada and asked her to write a poem and to do some spoken word. And she surprised me. And she actually wrote a poem called Her Is Me, Her Is You, which is the tagline for Ignite Her Country Club. And it was Phenomenal. Like this poem was so on point. It encompassed everything that Ignite Her Country Club is all about. And so I just wanted to talk with you a little bit today about what that really means and just dig and find a little bit more about Jada and whatever it is that you want to share and why what you're doing is so important to you. And so with that being said, what does that mean, you know, when you hear her is me, her is you?
1: Her is me, her is you means to me, I connect it as in we need each other. I feel like we are so much stronger together. So that I, I love the youth. So I would say that little girl is me and that, and that little girl can be me. So in a way, that little girl <laughs> that little girl could be me and that little girl once was me. So mm-hmm. it's just a way to connect. Um, and for me, that helps my quote that I live by, which is I'm counting on you, counting on me. So mm-hmm. I'm counting on you believing in me and I'm counting on you to actually do, to take in the information that maybe I'm giving you or you see from anybody and to help the next generation under you to have a trickle effect that everybody is being impacted and that we're making this world a better place. So the her is me, hurts you just helps me remember that we are a reflection of each other. I think when we build each other up, you're doing, whether, I take it as this, whether I'm able to have the opportunity or I can give it to another person, uh, I would love, like, I love doing that. If I can't have the opportunity for myself, I'd rather have it for another young girl so that they can see that, oh, this happened for me. Now, when it's another time where maybe they can't have that opportunity or they see another kid not being able to have that opportunity can bless that person. So that's kind of mm. how I see hers, me, her as you. And I, I love that. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, when we when we talked, she was like, Oh my god, that so
0: resonated with me because it was very close to like, you know, it's close to your tagline as well. Counting on you, counting on me. And like it's so, and so I think that's definitely why we absolutely connected from you know from the first moment that we met. And so, yes. and uh yeah, we we got that poem. Hopefully, Jada, I should have told her to bring it, but hopefully she can pull I, it up. I'm and read she,
1: it. I'll read it. I'll yeah, she's gonna
0: it. read it before we go. So Cause I didn't tell her what the topic is. So she didn't know. And even this, she was like, what do I need? And I was like, no, I can't tell her, Cause then she's going to (laughs) know. So I want to talk about too, because I just saw that you were featured in um, your university's paper. They did an article on her in February and it was talking about change. And so It's a phenomenal article. That is such Mm -hmm. an honor. Like, that's so awesome. And so what does change look like to you? And when it comes to making a difference for another, like, what does that look like when it comes to making for a difference for another woman? So what does change look like to you? Hmm. That's
1: a good question. (laughs) Change looks like for me. And I don't want to sound repetitive, but I I think change looks like for me when um, opportunities that you couldn't have are presented to the next, the one that's after you so that they can have the opportunity. I think change um, can be small in your own way. You can impact, you can make a change in the world in your own way. Mm. Um, And I just feel like if you can just make a little bit of change, whereas for me me giving a scholarship that wasn't that wasn't granted to me so me making that little bit of change to help that other little girl that's a change for them that's a change for their life that's a change that is co- going to be a part of my legacy so it also will impact somebody else to see oh I can make a difference in someone else so i think change for me always looks positive and it looks um it gives a better hope for the world. I think there's so much, so a lot of times there's so much negativity and and I don't want to say darkness, but a lot of evil, a lot of times consumes us. And when you see change in just small ways, you just get like, you get a little bit more hope and you know that that little bit change you brought in that girl's life, she might try to help it another girl. So yeah, like I said, it will continue. But me seeing a difference um, moves me. I think me giving my J2J Distinguished Student Athlete Scholarship Award moves me probably more than anything I probably have done because it's given to a seventh grader. They receive um, a monetary award and a plaque. And once I go every year to speak to my middle school, and which is also great because they help me become who I am. But those girls know that they that they that I was once in their in their seat and I think that that moves them too but also the fact that they'll come up to me like next year I'm gonna get your award I'm gonna work hard in school I'm gonna do good in basketball (laughs) they always are so eager and excited that they I feel like it's a positive thing to look forward to so that's change for them sometimes you don't you you might not be motivated by a lot of things and Now, just so happened, another little girl can be motivated just to win my award, which means you have to do extremely well in school and your academics and you have to do extremely well in your sport. So not only am I hitting in one area, but I'm hitting in two areas for them to grow. And I think motivations can come in many different ways. And with the youth, it's just just amazing to see them be so excited and moved by that. Um, So I would say that's what change and difference. I think also just building a mentorship. A lot of times we don't have um, somebody we can connect to that's still young. So for me, like I can relate to a lot of things, whereas a lot of preteens or teenagers, we don't always want to hear from our parents or somebody Mm -hmm. in the family. You want somebody who most times they say, you don't understand me. So you want somebody who you can be like, well, she was in my seat before. So she might understand me. And now we can have a conversation and we build a mentorship. And I think that those things where they can rely on me and we can talk about girl things, we can talk about being a girly girl in a sport. And what is it like? What are the maybe peer pressures? What are what are the different things of puberty you go through? Like all those things we can cover where it might be, it might be an uncomfortable conversation or it might not even be a conversation at all at home. So... I think that those things move me the most um, to make a difference and then to see the difference. is just amazing. So. Yeah,
0: that's good. And actually, you know what, that I'm telling you, even though y'all don't know what the questions is, I say it every time I sit down (laughs) with somebody, your answers like kind of tie in right to the next question. And so it's nothing but him. I'm telling you because (laughs) it just, that's the way it's been going. And so, with that being said, you touched on the mentorship. And you know, my question is, you know, why why was and is important for you to have a voice for the hers who aren't being heard? And you kind of touched on that a little bit. Um, and so that goes along with your mentorship, but yeah, why is that important for that voice? You know?
1: Um, it's important for me for that to be that voice. Well, like we talked about. I always been loud and <laughs> was very talkative, you know, those things. I always I was very, very talkative. I wanted to talk. I was always down to have a girl chat. <laughs> I was always down <laughs> to have a girl chat. So um, my name means wise. And, you know, I go, I talk to my grandmom a lot and she provides a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I'm tying that into the fact that mentorship and wanting to go to workshops is just having those conversations, like, and using what you went through, using your story, using your wisdom to help them. Even if you have not been in their shoes, you can maybe relate or you can hear them out. And being, one thing I learned about psychology is a lot of times people just want somebody to listen. You don't want to hear a lecture all the time from anybody. You just want somebody to listen. So, me being there to listen, to do workshops on building self-esteem. A lot of times I like focusing on preteen. So a lot of times you become a preteen, you go through a transitional period from just a lot of things. I know for me being in Catholic school, we went from being in the all girls class to now being in the class of boys. And you go through different things like, oh, my God, he you might like this person. Like, you know, different things. You go from a skirt, from a, you go from a jumper to a skirt. It's little but those things change you in a way. And I think just the thing that works with me going back to talk to them is like, Hey, it's okay. Like to go to fill those things. It's okay to do that. And now let's build, let's work on building your self-esteem. So let's work on like one activity I love the most is the I am. I, that's one of my workshops and it's we go around the room and everybody has to say I am beautiful, I am smart, I am athletic. You can't say I am a basketball player. So, and even when you say I am athletic, I want you to give me another one because it's some it's 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 a talent, but I want you to dig a little bit deeper. I want you to find out some things within yourself that you probably don't even like talking about or you don't even bring up a lot. So, That activity, me saying it to you, might seem kind of easy. But when you go around the room, you're like, I don't know. And those (laughs) things for me, um, the affirmation within yourself, I think that that's important to also reflect and to bring back out of them and be like, no, you were smart. Now I need you to say it like you mean it. Like, I am smart. Okay, next. (laughs) You know? So Mm -hmm. we, we know and we can believe in it. But I think building self-esteem um, is probably one of my biggest things, and I just want people to—I want a lot of young girls to be strong into who they are because confidence can go a long way. Um, knowing your worth can go a long way between relationships, between just being in the work field. Um, once you know who you are, a lot of people can't mess with you. So, mm. and I mean that in a nice way, but in a serious way. You know that you become. And then, like, I like to say a triple threat. You're like a boss. You're classy. You're smart. You, you become a triple threat. Um, mm. And that's kind of how I see it with them. I want to build them up as best as I can. And a lot of times they might not have somebody who they're just sitting at home. if you don't really, if somebody doesn't really force it out of you to talk about yourself, unless you just are like one of those type of people, you don't really do it. And oftentimes we have so many talents, but we don't like to talk about it or it's not, the best thing or the thing that maybe the family even agrees on like my mom embraces all my talents but who's to say that somebody else another household wouldn't just be like oh you're a basketball player that's what we're going to focus on so you get them saying like those things Mm -hmm. um i want them to embrace everything that they do there's no limit on all the things you can accomplish in the world it might have a certain time period but there's no limit on all
0: the things that you can accomplish. so Yeah. And finding that voice is power, like you said, you know, and it's so much that you can do when you do find your voice. And so I applaud you for even that exercise is wonderful because then they can find their voice and then they can learn to build on that by just doing that simple exercise of going around and saying what I am. And (laughs) even some adults still, probably would have a hard time with that exercise. So I'm going to keep that one down for one of my uh I thank you. <laughs> I I love the favorite one, who are you? because that's a question too that a lot of people mm-hmm. have a hard time answering. Like, who are you? And most people when you ask them that question, they say one thing and then I'm like, "Okay, but that's not what I asked you." And so, <laughs> but I don't want to say what it is cuz then people will be ready when I ask them. So, but um I, like you said, I, I make them dig a little bit deeper than that because mm-hmm. it is a is a is a serious question, and a lot of people, like you said, if you don't talk about it, if you don't grow up in a household where you talk about things like that, then it is difficult for people, and a lot of times people just compress things, and then they don't even know how to talk about it, and so right. that's you know that's awesome that you're reaching them. Um, at preteen, because that is just a very tricky age. Oh my goodness. We all can remember those <laughs> days, right? You know, like oof, you just got so much going on in your head, you don't know what to do, what to mm-hmm. believe, and and you guys have even more than what we had. I mean, yes. it's the exposure to so many things nowadays is just I I mean, I can't even think about it. Like it's just so much that people are exposed to younger and younger and younger and younger and yes. so yeah 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 you you mentioned something about legacy and you know i know we hear that word a lot now like it's so <laughs> it's like everyone the legacy 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 because you know people are finally coming into what that truly means and they want to they want to leave a legacy and so when you think about that for you know, the Jada Smith, like, what does that mean? And what type of legacy would you like to leave behind for whoever, your, your future family to come, your family that you have now for all of the little girls that you have touched so far? Um, what does that legacy look
1: like? I love this question, but as much as I love it, it, it makes you think. <laughs> It's, it's heavy because it's a heavy one. Yeah, um, it is. I know.
0: And I just came up with that one, by the way. It wasn't even... I, and it's so funny because actually when I was thinking about it, I had it. And then when I just looked down, I was like, oh, I didn't put that down here. And then you said it. And so that <laughs> I literally just wrote that, came up with that right now on the fly because I didn't write it down. But so go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would say the legacy that I want to leave behind is, um, the fact that I left a legacy of impacting the youth, um, changing someone's life, whether I touch one or I touch more, um, the legacy, I'm building a trust fund in my, um, my award so that it continues, um, even after me and everything, so that's my goal for that, and that continues to go on even after me but the legacy I just want I want to leave a legacy that's positive that I impacted the world I made it a better place I helped I'm I'm really big on helping my own demographic, so I'm really big on helping African-American women I don't mind helping anyone but I'm really big on helping African-American women so um and that little girl that looks just like me so I just kind of want to leave a legacy of doing that I want to leave a legacy of I impacted the world I made a difference in someone's life I made someone happy um and like I said whether it's one or it's more that's just what I want to leave behind I want to leave behind that I touched someone else's life and I think that I'll be okay I'll be totally okay with that (laughs) just being my legacy um of course um I mean, I'm trying to make a name for myself as in just doing what I do for people. So that's just, I just want to continue that. Like, it doesn't even have to be about me. It just can be, this girl helped me one time. (laughs) Like, you know, (laughs) that's honestly how I see it. I literally love bringing positive and like positive energy, positive impact in people's lives. And I love seeing people happy. So any way that I can. That's just what I want to do. So that's the legacy that I want to leave behind.
0: Hmm. Awesome. (laughs) Powerful. All right. So for for that young girl who um, is on the verge of quitting, like she's just like, you know what? I had enough. I can't take it. Quitting either sports and or school because of just various obstacles that are in her way, maybe financial or just not enough support or whatever it is. I mean, there could be a number of obstacles. What would you say to her? Like, what would you, if she's standing in front of you right now and just like, I'm done we've all we've all been there like you know I'm done like not even d-o-n-e like that's the capital big d-u-n like done like I'm just done like with everything because I mean let's keep it 100 we all get there I mean every once in a while and so what would you tell that young girl who is at that verge at that point I
1: think first But me being a woman of God, I think I would ask to pray. That would be my first thing. Mm. Because I feel like I want prayer to cover our conversation from there. So Mm. I want to to start out with prayer. I want to be able to pray over her and then pray over our conversation and what and ask God to be with her. Um, And then I love. I say this to any young person: embrace adversity. It sounds like crazy, but you have to embrace it. (laughs) Like it's like embrace it. No, yes, embrace it. (laughs) Because in it, I just with me um, in my life and how I see other people's life. There's nothing, nothing easy. Nothing worth having is comes easy. So there's going to be breaking points but there's going to be something beautiful at the end. I, I, I made a song one time. It was like a spoken word song. <laughs> and I said, even when I was in my test, I found my testimony. And mm-hmm. I that's one thing that I will always tell somebody, like, I want to hear you. And I want you to know that we've been there before. Like And there's going to be, you know, a rainbow at the other end. And it sounds cliche, but at the same time, i like, there's a reason you're going through it. There's a reason that you had to hit this obstacle. And sometimes you don't know, and it might take later in life <laughs> to realize, mm-hmm. oh, that's why I had to go through that. But I think for me, I learned this the most when I got injured and I tore my ACL, my MCL and, you know, I'm in my eyes, I, Stretched, I did everything. Stretch, warmed up, had a good practice. Had a good practice the day before. Had a good warm up. To me, you think, oh, I did everything right. So now something happened out of my control, and that's what I want people to understand. That you cannot, you don't control everything. We couldn't control. You can't control being independent, like you, you control the steps to it, but you can't control how it even happens. Like you get what I'm saying? Like those mm. things, some things happen. And I think in those moments, you have to find your purpose in it. What are you supposed to be doing? Um, what is this teaching me? So when I got hurt, of course I was frustrated at first, but then I was like, okay, well now I got to learn the process of Rebuilding my body back. Now I have to learn the process of patience. Mm. And that's not something that I would say I was my strong suit. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, but learning patience and learning understanding. But I think the best part that I learned is the appreciation for living in the moment. Mm. Um, because sometimes we always say, Oh, we got tomorrow. I could do that tomorrow. Oh, you go to sleep mad at somebody. You don't know if what tomorrow holds. So those little things of just appreciation in the moment. I I tell people, instead of me saying thank you a lot, I say I appreciate you. And I just feel like it holds more weight. Um, And it could be a person that I just met that said something nice about me, but I appreciate you because you took the time to even say that to me. You don't know what that comment did for me. Mm. You don't know what part of the time that I needed it. But being injured i think taught me so much and where somebody be like oh my gosh you like have screws in your knees you know <laughs> like it's it's real it was a 9 month process of healing it's two surgeries but it taught me perseverance it taught me patience it taught me understanding it taught me appreciation it taught me how when you go through things that it's okay to have a bad day but you need to learn how to get yourself back up And that's a valuable lesson that goes on for life. Every day Mm. is not going to be great. So you have to learn when it's a bad day or if you're in a slump, you know, these things happen that you have to learn how to or figure out what other things can I do? Basketball was my stress relief. So for me now, I'm like, I can't play basketball. I can't run. Running was the way to clear my head. I can't run now. Mm. So now I have to find other things. So that actually helped me dig back into poetry because that's what I could do. And sometimes I think what I would tell that young girl too is, if you're struggling to express it to me, write it down because, like for me, I write letters to God because that's my way to release everything. Hey Lord, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Just like you're talking to your diary, you know. Yes. But it's my way to express because I'm able to write. I can write for days. So. I'm able to get it all out on paper. And maybe that's what that girl needed. But it gives a, a different um, way to express, a different way to cope. And, you know, sometimes when you're having hard conversations, you might struggle to go talk to somebody about it. Like if that girl came to me about a family issue, she might not be able to say, hey, guys, let me sit down. That might be really hard, especially on a young person to just sit down. Whereas you can write a letter and express it and then they at least know your emotions or what you're feeling rather than throwing that on top of them sitting at a table. Um so those are just things that I would tell her and then I think in the end I think just reassuring someone, especially women I feel like I, I mean maybe men too, but women I think reassurance is key too sometimes. And just knowing that, you know, reassuring them that you are strong. Like you you can do it it might look hard because there's times when it looks really rough and, mm, <laughs> you know, mm, you really having mm. a hard time of understanding what is going on. <laughs> um, but then when you have a moment and you say, I can do it. I, I say for myself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God is within her. She will not fail. Anytime I'm afraid for something, that is the first two scriptures that come to my head. And no matter big or small, I'm I'm saying to myself, I run a mile race, um, for my basketball team every year, it's time. I'm, and every year I say, God is within her, she will not fail. And it might seem small, like, Jay, you going to run? And people always say, Carol, you used to run, you should be fine. Uh-uh. God is within her, she will not fail. I'm going to be <laughs> all right when I run, because God is with me. I don't need to go out here just <laughs> off a limb. I'm okay. Um... And I think that calms every nerve down. And I always tell people, like, you know, like I'll tell that little girl, let's look into some scriptures that will just help you, that will just calm you down for a second. Or what word? Focus on a word, whether that's worthy, you know, strong, strength, powerful, like those things. um, I think words have power. And that's one thing that I would just tell her. I know for me, every game that I have and on all my basketball sneakers, I write a scripture and I write words. Whether it's brief, Mm. (laughs) you know, sometimes um, on my sneaker, I say, don't overthink it. Next play. And I would even tell anybody next, next day, next play, like next moment. Don't dwell in it. You know, you, you made a mistake. Okay. Now let's next play, next moment, next thing, like, you can't dwell in it. I think it's always good to reflect, but I wouldn't say dwell, because when you're dwelling in it, you're not moving mm. forward or back. You, you pull yourself actually more backwards, but you're definitely not moving forward. So that would kind of be everything that I would talk to her about um, and just un- let her know that you're not the only one. You won't be the first and you won't be the last. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: That's true. I love that. Oh, man, it was so many nuggets in that. And I don't know if you know, but that's one of my favorite Philippians 413. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me like I have that on that is like, my go to if you ask anybody that knows me is like, what's Georgia's favorite? script? I mean, I have so many, but they'll say that one, because that is the one that I lean on, like real heavy, like, it's Mm -hmm. just because it's power in those words, as you said, and if we just can lean on that, like that, that has gotten me through so many things, so many things. And so that's, yeah, that's definitely an awesome, awesome scripture. Like so many nuggets in there. Mm, it's good. <laughs> so I want to know, we're we going to talk a little bit about swag now. And so well, go ahead and just tell us, um, because I have a question, but I want you to give them a little bit more about swag before I ask this question about swag and just, like, how did it come about? What is it? And, yeah, so let's just start there.
1: Okay. So how did it come about? I'll start with that one. So at first I had the J2J Distinguished Student Athlete Award. That started with me going into ninth grade um, at my high school. I started going back to J2, giving back um, Then I started doing workshops, so I love that. I'm like, and I started at my Jesu I, I love going back to where I love going back. I just love it there. Um, they did so much for me and to help me be so comfortable in my skin and my and who I am. It's just like I love that school, so I love going back to them to help, you know, those people that once were in my seat. So started doing workshops, then a lot of people wanted me to create a basketball clinic and speak to the girls. And I'm like, I need to put this all in one. I need to put everything that I love to do with the young people all into one. So of course I started my own Google doc, put out all my notes in it, had all my words, did my acronyms for what I wanted with SWAG. And I got to the point where I kind of got into a stumble block. Like, what if I release this and like it's not good? And I think uh, so I think sometimes when you, whenever you're working towards change, or you're about to do it, it's like, wait, what if this doesn't go well? Like it's always, it's always this little thought back there that's always trying to get in the way. <laughs> and I went to church, and this is me moving to Clarion now because I'm a transfer there, so I moved five hours away um, from home. And I went to church out there and the scripture um, that he focused on, no, the, I'm sorry, not the scripture, the sermon, I'm sorry, that he focused on was when God gives you a gift, why hold back? Mm. I'm like, I, I'm boohooing, boo-hooing. <laughs> boohooing in church because it God to me. But also I knew he was talking to me. And as much as you know, you're like God. You talk to me, okay? Yes, I I wanted God to talk to me. as now it's like, <laughs> okay, I gotta do it. <laughs> so, um, before I actually left for Clarion, I kind of already had it together, but it was more of just family. I didn't really put it out there. So now this was my time to really take the leap of faith and go and put it out there, and. Let everybody know this is what I do, and this is what I'm doing, and I'm putting it all into one, and here it is. So that's kind of how it started. And then I said, you know, I'm going to create swag, which is scholars with athletic goals. And it's broken down because athletic, artistic, and academic goals. So that Mm. way, Once I started helping girls that were in dance school, and then I started providing book scholarships, and I started providing scholarships for uniforms, it wasn't just athletics and scholars. Like, now we're going into artistic and academic. I felt like I wanted to have other elements to that. So, and my mission statement is a nonprofit organization dedicated to motivating, uplifting, encouraging, and helping young women reach their goals through mentorships, workshops, and scholarships. So me coming full circle, kind of, everything came together. And I think what also moved me with the workshops is when I got hurt, Those the girls that I went to the workshop with, they actually wrote me when I got hurt. So everything came full circle. And I think when I sat down and I reflected and heard the sermon, I'm like, all right, I heard you, Lord, I'm going to do it. (laughs) You know, it's time (laughs) to do it. So that's what um, kind of my my goal, my steps for my goal, my steps each moment that was kind of me building on each one. And then I kind of just put it all together. And then I created my nonprofit. And that's my big end goal. Hope nobody takes it now that I'm saying it. but my big end goal. <laughs> my big end goal. Actually I wouldn't mind because like I said, more young people to be impacted. But my big end goal is to have an event where I'm having a woman's plumber, a woman's construction worker, a woman's police officer, a woman's coach, a woman's teacher, a woman entrepreneur, all of those things, um, and strong, powerful. Leadership, um, those career paths, because I want the young people to be able to be there to see it. Mm. That's like, you know how powerful that environment would be? So many strong women all together in one. Like, that's just, it just moves me to think about it because I know that that would just help so many young people. And it will be so moving for not just the person presenting, not just for that woman construction worker it will be moving for just that little girl too oh i can be that because i feel like a lot of times when we're growing up we hear like lawyer teacher doctor mm-hmm. those three usually hear them the most and you don't really get to hear or see you know those women in those fields but they're out there but that little girl doesn't know like i think about me being little like and i i know a lot but like i didn't know there was a woman plumber So, like, though that girl that maybe doesn't want to stay in college, she can go there and focus in that. Like, there's so many other career paths Mm -hmm. that we don't even know about. And I just want to have an event where they all can see that. Um, A lot of times, if you don't watch women's sports, you might not see a women's coach. You know, even if you watch sports, you really don't see women in that field unless you really, like, I mean, I'm a big basketball person and I'm a big sports person. So I see it and I'm like emphasizing any woman that I see. But if you don't really know, you might not even know. Like, for example, somebody might not even know who Pat Summitt is. And they might not even, you might know of Dawn Stanley, but do you know she's a coach? You know what I'm saying? Like those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want them to be able to see it so then they can believe that they can do it. And it will open up more feels it would open up more competition because a girl can do it too. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, that's my big angle. Um, So from going from swag and then making that event, it's just like, it's just the way that I just see the world. I feel like we have to build each other up and that's what I want to do. Like, that's really what I want to do for the youth. Like I really want to make that event happen so that they can have that see that opportunity believe that they can do that but also now i have this person's card so when i have questions or i feel like i'm i can't do it i can give them a call i can reach out to them now we're also building interns. like you it's all coming in a trickle effect like everybody's going to be building each other up in a way and that's just how i wish you know i wish the whole world was like that but i really want Women to be able to do that. And I think sometimes they always say that women are in competition with each other. But we're not in competition. I don't want people to be in competition with each other unless it's in competition to be better. You know, we go mm. if you're gonna be like I wanted a girl to be in competition with me to do her scholarship even better than mine. Like that's if we're gonna be in competition, be do it better than me, impact more people, and now we're still we're all still doing it. You just wanted to do it better than me. I like my mom always says she wants me to be better than her not saying that that's my competition but she wants me to be better than her which is me it's already setting the level the bar up high (laughs) but (laughs) it's making me go above that so now it's only building other it's only building up so now when I have my child now I want her to be better than me Mm -hmm. which is an even higher bar you get what I'm saying so that's kind of just how I see it I want us all to be better um build each other up and stand together so that's kind of everything.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. I, As you were talking, I wrote down a girl can do it too. I mean, I don't know if you have a name for your event, but I was <laughs> like, oh, that's kind of cool. So, I mean, hey, do it. I, 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 I think it would be awesome. Actually, I was... Um, Right before the pandemic hit, I was asked to speak at an event, something similar to that, where um, they were, that's what they wanted to do to have um, women come to, you know, so that it was a panel and so that the other young ladies could come and ask questions and Mm -hmm. I was asked to sit on a panel and I was very honored as a um, former police officer. And you mentioned that. And so since I was a police officer for almost 15 years and they wanted me to come and and so the young girls could see, you know, that, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's police, you know, women police officers. So I think that's awesome. I think is, um, It's great. And if I can assist you in any way, I was like, wow, that would, I would definitely be willing to, to help you out with that project because I think it is important for young girls to, to see that and, um, to see that they can do it too. And I love it. Like plumber, like I love, I'm, I'm (laughs) all about, um, Building things. And it's funny that you said that because there's actually a I took a construction class a couple years ago at um, a local college here, College of Southern Maryland. And mm-hmm. they had a woman come in, the photographer. They were working on the um, the next um course schedule, the the book that goes out with all the courses and stuff like that. And so the woman came in and she saw me in the class and she was like, oh my, like she literally <laughs> just was taking pictures. <laughs> they were so, she was so amazed to see a woman in the mm-hmm. construction class because of course I was the only one, but my picture is actually, I don't know if it's still there now, but it's hanging up. Like they had it hanging on the campus oh, wow. with me and my construction hat and all of that. And it's so funny because um, a couple people that I know saw, and they were like, "Is that you?" Up there? And I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> so it is cool to see. And it was actually one of my girlfriends. Her daughter went there, and she said, Aww. "I think that's Miss Georgia." <laughs> so she's like texting her mom, like, "Is that Miss Georgia?" So they sent me the picture, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's me." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. So it is awesome, like, to, to, to for other young ladies to see that, like, you know, and because how often do you really it is not that often, but there are women out there that are in those fields, like you said, that are plumbers and electricians and mm-hmm. construction workers and all of those things. And so Excellent. they do need to be highlighted and spotlighted, and others need to see them as well. So, yes. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. Whenever you're ready, like I'll be more than willing to to assist you in any way that I can to Thank to bring that so together. Much. Yes, absolutely. And especially especially if you're gonna have it in Philly, come on now. <laughs> you know I got to come. Yes, <laughs> anything. <laughs> anything for my hometown.
1: I love Philly. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes.
0: Indeed. I don't live there anymore, but I still love it. Like you never. <laughs> I never listen. I will never forget where I'm from. I mean, never ever and people I always talk about Philly I will never forget where I'm from so I love yes, it thank you. you're welcome um, and so thank you for sharing about swag and, and, and what it's all about and I'm telling you she offers scholarships to these young ladies and like I can't even imagine like, I mean, to be in middle school and to be granted a like that's because that is such a awkward age It's such a becoming of who you are. And there's so many things. So to have someone to really feed into you and pour into you is that is definitely um, a great age. So, um, again, I just thank you for that. And for even picking that, you know, that that's not my youth is not, you know, that's my other girlfriend. Uh, that's her thing. Not saying that. I don't, I just, you know, I've always been drawn to the women, but I appreciate the youth. And it's so funny that I say that because even when I was a police officer for years, that's what I dealt with was the youth. I actually used to, um, yes. And those youth used, Oh my God, they drove me crazy. (laughs) They drove me nuts. I used to actually pick up the kids at night. You know, in DC, they have a curfew. And so we had to pick the kids up. And oh my goodness. Yeah. And you go, you get to pick up, start picking up the same kids. So you know them. They know you. I actually saw um, a young man that I picked up a lot. And he remembered me. I didn't, it had been years. Like he was, he looked totally different. He was so much tall. Like he was, and I, he was like, Officer oh, Little John. And I'm like, oh. Mm. I'm like, Oh Lord, what's going on? And uh, then when I realized who he was, and and so we do like, we don't even realize the impact that we make on, on the youth, you know? And so it is important. And even though they drove me crazy, like I, I, I still, you know, it's good to know that I made an impact on them and that they did actually listen to me and that, you know, it made a difference. And the things, some of the things that, we shared and some of the things that they go through because some of them had some rough, you know, it was rough for them. And so it's awesome to be able to make a difference for them. So, but I, I, I want to know, you know, how has swag um, shaped you into the woman that you are today? You know, how, how, how has swag changed you or into who Jada is right now? Because now, you know, you're 21, as you said, and in your master's program <laughs> and so like wow that's amazing I'm so excited <laughs> for you
1: um I would say swag has helped shape me out um, mm. this is a good question too <laughs> <laughs> oh. um I think it helps shape me to stay focused mm. I think when you have Um, A platform and you have a youth that's looking up to you it keeps you motivated it keeps you focused and it also helps me keep my priorities in line Um, I would say that that's how it has shaped me Um, sometimes I was like a social butterfly so all that social time has definitely got limited (laughs) Because I have things to do, um, I have to run a nonprofit. Um, I have to keep continuing to build on it. I have to talk to people. You know, um, there's opportunities that God has been blessing me with tremendously from it. So, um, I think it helps me to stay focused. Um, I I use focus because I think there are so many things that you can become distracted with. Hmm. And, um, it's not, I think being a a young adult, (laughs) a lot of people in their 20s, they want to have fun. And for me, my fun is different. This is my fun. Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, my fun is incorporated in this. Um, so like I said, it keeps me focused. It keeps me driven to continue to press forward. Um, and, People always ask, like, you know, especially being in a pandemic, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? Um, because oftentimes you can just become a person who, like right now, it can be hard to stay motivated. So for me, it's like, I got, you know, once again, back to my quote, <laughs> I'm counting on that little girl, That I'm counting on you, Count on me, and I can't sit and just relax um, for a you know, a long time. I have to keep going, keep pushing. When I don't want to do an assignment, I think about that little girl who might need me to do this assignment. That, that can be the game changer of a grade. Um, and I have a god brother who's, I mean, he's a boy, but he's also right in my corner all the time. So he's always looking up to me. And I think that he helps keep me going too, where maybe I can't see that little girl that's depending on me at that moment, but I see him all the time. He's right there. So, and that just reminds me that the youth is looking up to me. So it keeps me, ties all back into swag and how um, I just have to stay on the right path. And that's not saying that I'm always on the right path, because I'm not saying that at all. I have my moments. I have my times where life goes gray. That's <laughs> not <It doesn't> always <laughs> black and white, you know? Um, but it just helps me. To stay focused and see the bigger picture um, when sometimes it could be tough. So I think it has helped me become a better woman, young woman, <laughs> um, and just helped me also um, for. And a weird thing, honestly, about this question is that it, when I reflect on it, I think it helped me become more confident and um, just the way I've. approach things. Um, When I was doing an interview for school um, at Clarion, he was just like, you seem very comfortable in who you are. Like, you seem just, this is who I am, this is what I do, and no one can really say anything bad about me, (laughs) you know? Um, And that's one thing it has done for me, that the confidence level, and to embrace it, You know, I think that those things also have a big part, the confidence level and to know like who I am and then put the worth on top of that. Like all of that. If I feel I always tell people if I'm gonna be the one out there speaking to the youth, I gotta be able to do it on my own too. I don't want to just be telling this little girl, Hey, you got to be confident. And I'm sitting at home like, like am I okay? Like, is this Mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. like, am I not comfortable with myself? Like, I don't want to do that. I want, if I I, first, same way they say, you have to find love within yourself before you can love someone else. I have to have it within me before I can go out and give it to somebody else. So I have to know my, I am before I go out there and ask them what Mm. is their, I am. Um, so in a awkward way, since we're talking about it, it actually has done that. Um, made me more confident and um, just embrace myself. Um, people might say, Jay, nonprofit is hard. It's a lot of work. It's not, you don't want to go to this party. Like, you know, there's so many things that people will say. And just like, no, I don't. I actually don't. And be okay with it. Like, that's big to be okay with it too. Mm. Um, so that's one thing I would I mean it's a lot of things, but that's really has done that, helped me be comfortable into who I am and embrace and stay strong and stay focused, like I said. Like that's what I would mm. do
0: from it. Wow. Is she only 21, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's I mean, it takes people years. <clears throat> to get to where you are, I'm just telling you. I'm being, I'm being serious. It <laughs> take them a long time to get where you are. So, well, I, of course, I always ask everyone this question: What does prayer mean to you? Or can you show? I mean, the the title of this is how to show, tell, and know how prayer changes things. So. Any of those things, like you can, how has prayer, you know, changed you? What has it shown you or whatever you want to tell about prayer? But I always ask that question about prayer or what does it mean to you?
1: So I'll start from actually being young. Um, I felt like God, me and God had a close relationship since I was little. And my mom used to joke about it because I was like, mom, I can see Jesus. I actually mm. I would say those and she was like like she didn't say anything because she just wanted me to have my moment. And I was like, yeah, that's all. And you know, of course she was like, wait, my baby about to die or something? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. But um she never put the you know, she never told me that. So I kind of just always had my moment and then um, we used to pray as a family. Me and my dad, and mom, we used to pray all together. So I kind of was introduced to prayer young. But I felt like God has put a divine purpose on me. When I was young, I was on a relay team, and before every meet, I would pray. I couldn't tell you how it started. One day, I just asked him, "Could we pray?" And I've been—I was the designated prayer person every time. Mm. And. they they have pictures of us praying and I would just, for me to be young and to know what to pray about and it wasn't simple, I was like, praying (laughs) it moved me, like and I I think I always wanted to build on that since then, like, I was like wow, like, I really like praying to God, and then I felt like I always had a moment to connect with God when I was praying, so ever since I was young I realized the power of prayer. Um and I felt like God was with me ever since I was young. There's so many things in my life that where I'm like that was only you. That was only you, God. Like I <laughs> that was me. <laughs> that was only you. Um and I think my relationship with God was really really strong and then I had a breaking point and I will always tell people it's never, hard. like, it wasn't always just, like, is so good with prayer, she's so good with God. I got mad at God before. Mm. And I lost seven people from it was a lot from cancer, but it was all in my freshman year of high school. So I was mad. But some person, I'm like, Lord, listen, like, who mm. else you gonna take? Like, you know, and that's really what I said. Like, Lord, who else you gonna take? Who's next? It wasn't even a grief anymore, it was a frustration. Wow. And I literally didn't want to pray. I literally was like, I, I every time I wanted to pray, I was struggling. That's when I realized I had to write it down. So I started writing my prayers and I wrote letters to God. That was the only time I was able to release, but I knew it was going to take time to even rebuild my relationship back with God because I was so frustrated. Like, why are you taking all these people, like in such this time? A selfish th- thought, <laughs> but mm. a lot of times those things happen when somebody is taken away from us. I think we might have a selfish thought: Why did that have to happen? Why did you have to take them? Why is it now? Instead of saying, "Oh Lord, you had you took an angel," that I mean, you took somebody that and now they're my angel. So, I think around that transitional period where I was able to pray and write my letters to God, help me regain my um, my relationship with God again. And then um, I've had so many testimonies, honestly, but I think this one moves me when I got hurt. My grandma ran over. They put me up, they pulled me, picked me up because, you know, <laughs> I couldn't get up. <laughs> Pick me up and the first thing i said was grandma can we pray and like those moments like when i reflect now and it's just so moving because that was my first thought like it wasn't like oh can i see if my knee can bend can i see what where is it mm. swollen why i didn't i didn't do any of that i said can we pray and ooh it's still <laughs> it's still moving for me because I felt like he was with me through the whole process, and it wasn't a lot of frustration because I felt like I prayed over it from the beginning, from the moment it happened and then also I had to go into I went to the transfer portal to go to a new school, when I was only four months of rehab, and I was like, "Mom, I don't know like I don't know if a school gonna what you know a little cripple little <laughs> They don't know which way, like they don't know. And my dad, he's like my biggest supporter. He's like, they're gonna love you. They're like, I mean, he's a, he's definitely the hashtag girl dad. So he's like, they're gonna love you, it'll be fine. Like, And my mom's like, Gina, stop thinking, just go with it. And I prayed and I wrote to God and I was honest. I think that's one thing we have to be, you know, something mm. we need to do with God. We gotta be honest with what we're feeling.
0: Yes. And
1: I didn't say, Lord, I know you're just going to do it. I said, Lord, hey. Uh, this <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. But I know that you're with me. And I ask that you would just bless me with at least one opportunity. Well, he blessed me with 14 full rides. Mm. I, that's more than I had when I was 100%. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Wow. When I was 100%. I didn't have 14 full rides. This time I have 14 full rides and it was just like a full blessing to see it. Um, And Mm. it makes you be like, why do I even doubt God? Like (laughs) He's going to work it out. Whether it was one or 14, he still worked it out. And that, I think now that I'm even growing older and growing and going through things and, you know, becoming an adult is not easy because, you know, you're not a kid anymore. <laughs> and God, um, me seeing how God works, I use, that's like a huge testimony for me, how prayer works and how when you think it's not possible, God makes it possible. Um, but also how that prayer story, like when I went to go to my, the old school that I went to before, Clarion, and I told them my story on everything on why I was leaving and how it's been moving and all of that, the lady broke down and cried because she needed that. She needed to mm. know how much prayer meant to her. Like She stopped praying because she was frustrated. And just to see how when sometimes you're in frustration and you pray, and it might mm. take some days, it might take some months, but it all will come back around and you'll be okay. And it moved her and it motivated her to go pray. And I told her like, hey, if you can't sit down in the dark and get down on your knees to pray or go in your prayer room, write a letter to God. He's still hearing you and it's still your time to center with him. Like you're centering, and focusing on talking to him. It's just in a different way. Mm. Um, so those things, I think, um, Really, really, really made me realize how strong prayer is. But like I said, ever since I was young, they call me Preacher Jay. So ever since I was young, <laughs> they they put in, they always said I was an old soul. You old lady, Jay. You know, so, is um like I said, I. I couldn't tell you how it all happened, but ever since I was young, God has, me and God has had a, has had a relationship, have had a relationship, um, and it's been moving for me to reflect, because when you're in the moment, you're like, let me talking to God, but when you reflect about it, it's like, mm. hey, God, like, you, you see something in me, and People always say, like, I should preach when I get older. <laughs> like, maybe you go through things. And, like, now, like, when you, you know, connect it to your sermon, and, you know, oftentimes a lot of people do that. You know, now you have something to relate to your – what goes on in life, to the scripture. And I just always am like, hey, if God wants me to do it, I'm, I'm going to do it. But it's just always interesting to me, like, how they used to say, like, hey, preach, you preach Jay, And I was like <laughs> – all right y'all like okay but and never once have i been clowned for you know praying never oh, once wow. they teased tease me and before i'll go out to dinner and be in prayer and people won't say it. like it's just never been a, mm. a thing where people look down at it and sometimes people will but i have never encountered that before and i think that that's also moving that people just let me pray with my friends when we were younger to see that they all went to we all went to church together like we all was in church we all prayed on our own but they saw something in my prayer mm. you know those things are moving um and like now i i still write letters to god i put them all in envelopes and i seal them <laughs> i still write letters to god i think it's so funny now i've was cleaning my room and I found my old letters I was writing to God and I ran down to my mom I was like man God should have said girl if you 'Girl, gonna be (laughs) (laughs) because it's just so funny what we're praying about you know and now what I pray about is completely different what I was praying about when I was in middle school but to know that that's something I even Mm -hmm. was praying like at least I was praying and I was writing yes um it's just moving um, I say I used to be, a, I, I, I'm an overthinker. My son, I'm over, I'm Pisces. I think a lot um, and emotional. So they, are, they don't go hand in hand very well. But prayer has taught me to not stress. Um, I say to make ways for school. I don't even stress about schoolwork like that. Like I might stress about the schedule, but I don't stress about the assignments
0: because mm. I felt like he
1: gave me the ability. Yeah, all those things. I felt like he has made ways out of none for school. And it's like, whoa, I didn't even know. My high school, I love my high school to death. But they thought I needed, I had great grades, but my SAT school, the scores that you need for um, to get into the high school, they weren't as strong. Now, I, like I said, my grades were all that. But sitting down for a test for a couple hours, I just wasn't, I didn't like that. And they thought I would need a tutor. I wound up being their open house speaker. You know what I'm saying? Like, those things, like, moved me because I didn't need a tutor. Never once have I had a tutor. I was able to, I had a good GPA the whole time. I even had Princeton recruiting me at one point. So, you know, like, I was doing good um, for them to even recognize me, like I said. So, um... But I'm literally like, "Mm mm-mm, that's, I didn't need a tutor. Uh, God worked ways. He made ways. And prayer, just pray. When you're in tough time, just pray. Mm -hmm. Like, um, that's one of the things I just kind of keep with me, and it keeps me going. I think prayer is so powerful, though. It's so powerful. I keep, like... It's hard to even explain it, but it's just like so moving. And once you pray, you're like, Well, there's in the car for two seconds. Lord, I need you. Boom. That was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, I just tell people it's so just just do it, especially when you find yourself in a tough time or even when you get something good. I tell people, even when I do good, I'm not like, Oh, that was me." though. I'm, my first thanks is to God because He's the one who made the way to, for it to even happen. So that's kind of yes.
0: how I see prayer. <laughs> yes, I say good, bad, or indifferent. Well, you know, okay. I pray every day. So at eleven, I'm praying yes. every day, <laughs> every day. Yes, and it's it is so important. It's so so important. It's necessary. Let's it is say necessary. That. <laughs> it's it's Very. more than it's more than Very. important. It's necessary. So I mean, so yes, yes, yes. So. All right, well, see that wasn't too bad, now was it? It You know, we we almost yes, we almost to the end of this thing. You made it through and had a good time. We didn't laugh and chatted, and now here comes the part that always makes me giggle even more because I always and we're still gonna hear the poem. I didn't forget y'all, um, (laughs) but I do a little Bible trivia with my. With oh, my people. <laughs> it's easy. I have made it easy now. It's multiple choice.
1: Ooh.
0: And I have a question. It's not to stress you out. <laughs> I wish y'all could see her over here. This, I mean, if you could see, she like, she done went into a straight sweat. You just said mm. you got prayer. <laughs> it's multiple choice. It's about learning and stretching And it's good Because it's teaching it's moments Because we we all need to, you know Okay, so I have a question Look, she like <laughs> It's multiple choice No judgment here because I always tell my guests Look, if I was on somebody's podcast And somebody asked me a question I probably would get it right. I don't know I, it's, it's a chance I could get it wrong We don't know everything Okay, but I try to pick not ones that's not too crazy. Okay, so this is our Bible trivia. After Jesus fed the 5000 with two fish and five loaves of bread, how many baskets were left over? Okay, and if you I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going <laughs> to give you a hint. It's a very significant number because it has something to do with all of the people that was always with Jesus now and gave you a hint. Okay, so A is 10 baskets, B is 12, C is
1: 13, D is 2. Okay. Um, uh, a 12. Yes, yeah, see. I knew I had it. I knew it. <laughs> If you
0: knew it, then why was you sweating when I first ate y'all? I'm telling y'all, I wish y'all could, man, listen, if Woo. y'all could see people's faces when Woo. I did.
1: <laughs> She's still over there like, sweating
0: out. she said, Who! I just sweat my <laughs> She said, I just sweat my hair. Out. <laughs> Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Ella. I know somebody going to get me one day. I know somebody going to get me one day. They going to get me one day. Any See, it was not bad. It was not bad. I so thank you. Yes. And you got the answer, right? It was 12. And that's why I gave you the hint. Cause the 12 disciples. Any woohoo. Are you ready to, uh, to read, uh, you need a minute. <laughs> Right, Georgia, you already put us on the spot you don't tell us what the topic is and then we end this thing with some bible trivia you really be getting us i love it i love i love doing this it's so amazing thank you god for this Ooh. opportunity that you have given me but are you ready to read your yes. wonderful poem yes we're going we're going to hear this wonderful poem that she i'm telling y'all it's just it's, it's amazing, but go ahead. So I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to even mute <laughs> myself so I can't be heard no more. Go ahead, Jada, whenever you are ready.
1: Okay. Her is me. Her is you. Hey, beautiful. You shine. You are magic. You walk with pride. You hold your head up high. You remember. You are the light. The comments that you are not good enough, put them in the hush. I'm here to say to you that you are enough. What people can't take away is you. Watch how others interfere and try to interrupt your flow. You're one of a kind. Look in the mirror. That's you. Now glow. Beautiful. My brown skin shines. It glows within and it holds a story. My teeth. Gives a smile that defines my greatest curve. My eyes, small, but enough to make you want to do a double look. I'll always have eye-to-eye contact just to gaze you in. That's one of my favorite things. When I walk into into a room, it draws the attention. When I speak, it demands the attention of the room. Independent, phenomenal woman. That's who I am. Strong. I never let my obstacles define me. I serve a God who gives me strength throughout the fight. It's not what happens to you, it's how you get through it and react to it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So even in the storm, I'll eventually walk into my testimony. Uniquely a feminist, I stand by rights for women. I believe we need each other to build each other. I'm counting on that little girl counting on me. I'll lead the way. Just make sure you stand with me. Follow me through the journey for change for women, for more young women. Who am I? Who are you? Ask yourself. Her is me. Her is you. Beautiful. You are beautiful, strong, unique. That is what makes you a woman of faith. God is within me. I will not fail. The strength of his love is who I am. The power of prayer is what I lean on, whether I'm up or down. The relationship with my Lord is everything. Understand that everything I am is because of him. So I'm his work of art. I'm his beautiful girl. I'm his imperfectly perfect daughter. Understand that when you look in the mirror, because baby girl, that's you. Her is me, her is you. Thank you.
0: I'm snapping. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's that. She wrote that for us. She wrote that for me. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's beautiful. I mean, when she read that, I just, I was crying. I couldn't even get myself together because it just encompassed everything. And Jada and I at that point only had like a few conversations and she was able to, I mean, it was amazing that she was able to write that poem and it literally encompasses everything that God had given me for this vision and everything for Ignite Her, everything that I do to empower, encourage, uplift, motivate, ignite women. And so Every time I hear it, I I just still get chills because that's why I had to mute myself because I would have been over here. Like Every time I hear it, it just does something to my soul. And so I could never even put in words the the thanks and I could never put in words um, what that poem means to me. Um, It will forever, ever, ever hold a special place in heart because I am a writer as well, an author, and so yeah it's just every like it's everything like the kids everything like the kids say. like I mean I love it love it love it love it oh, and well, I know that you. God was definitely flowing through you as you were writing that like I just I can just see you like with the pen and the paper and like literally he was just giving you the words because mm-hmm. it's just it's just so on point like so I thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so oh, you're welcome Yes. So, Jada, before we go, please, please, please let everybody know how they can reach you, how they can contact you, how they can get those beautiful swag gear that you have, because she also sells the swag gear, how they can support you, how they can donate, like all of that that you have going on, because this is such a magnificent, awesome, phenomenal organization. and we need to know how we can assist and how they can help you all of those things. And for the people that are listening, like it's all about us helping each other. And so, so please let them know.
1: Okay. Um, So I'm on Instagram at underscore, underscore swag, the number four, a girl, all lowercase. I'm on Facebook at Jada J Smith. And I actually have my own website, which I'm super proud of. And the website is called Swag for a Girl. So it's the number four and (laughs) swagforagirl.com. And you can find everything on how to support the mission, how to donate. Um, I have hoodies, I have t-shirts, I'm actually coming out with masks, Um, so I have long sleeve t-shirts also, and all the money goes towards donation for me to expand my scholarship. I'm actually working on building a scholarship at my high school, um, and also just want to continue to build on the one that's already at my middle school. So those are my two focuses at the moment, but if you would like to support or have an event or anything that's where i'm easiest to be found at um i do have a gmail account um it's swag number four a girl at com, and then i also have a phone number um if you want to give me a call which is 267-888-6454 so that's everything <laughs> awesome
0: yes yeah, so let's it's all about supporting and helping these other young women to have opportunities to know that they matter and that um, their voice matters, that their talent matters, that their um, grades matter, that everything that they do matter in such a wonderful age to, to grab a young lady along the way. And so... Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you (laughs) sitting down with me. We had some technical difficulties getting started, but it's okay. I was like, oh no, we're gonna get this interview (laughs) together. And we did. And so it's all about that patience. And I was like, that's okay. We're gonna take our time until we get it right. Figured it out. (laughs) And we got it done. So that's what we do. But I thank you, thank you, thank you. Any what what um, parting words or lasting words do you want to leave, um, Jada? Anything that you wanna you wanna encourage, inspire, whatever it is that you wanna, whatever your lasting words um, are.
1: My lasting words I would like to leave off with is: embrace who you are, embrace every gift that you have. Even if you think it's small, it could be huge to somebody else. Um, Use it. Don't be afraid to step out on faith. Even when you doubt yourself, um, pray over it. And, you know, I feel like the guidance will come. I would also say is you have the ability to make the world better. You have the ability to bring your glimpse of light to make a a spotlight you know you you hold power you are you are amazing and I I just want people to remember that um and don't forget it and I will leave off with that like I want you to know anybody that listens and hears this like remember that you are amazing and you are I don't want to say like this but you are destined for greatness and You just have to embrace who you are and great things will come. Like I said, be okay with you only touch one because that's enough. So that's my ending.
0: (laughs) Mm. Yes. Awesome. All right, y'all. Y'all know what I say. I'm for the one. I say that all the time, too. That's so funny. (laughs) Like, because, you know, he left the 99 for the one. And so... Yes. So and
1: thank you so much for this opportunity. I love being a part. I always love our conversations. I think it's the Philly. It's the Philly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's the Philly. It's
1: the yes. Philly. But I always enjoy our conversations and I thank you for even allowing me to do that call. Um it's it was it was important to me to be able to incorporate those things for you. So
0: mm.
1: and I love what you're doing. So Thank you for allowing me to come on your platform, and I really appreciate it.
0: Nice, and it goes back the other way too, so (laughs) it's not one-sided. So thank you. I I do. I truly. um, I love it to see. At twenty-one, I only wish that I was where you are. (laughs) So (laughs) it's awesome to to see that and embrace that. And like I said, any way I can help you, you know that I'm always here, and so I will do what I can, how I can, when I can, to support um, everything that you touch, everything that God gives you. And so I pray that as well, that everything that you put your hand to, that it prospers, that it manifests everything, that your vision that he gives you is so crazy big that it even scares you. And so that's where we need to be, but we trust him in all things. And so all right. I will chit-chat with you later on the other <laughs> side, and I thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, for praying and pre A time to show, tell, and know how prayer changes things. It is not a cliche. It is reality, and like I always say, I'm out to
1: deuces.
0: <laughs> I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Lord, put yeah, your prayers up. Prayers up, yeah, prayers up. Yeah, prayers yeah, up. Blessings from yeah, the Lord, put yeah, your prayers up. Prayers up, yeah, prayers up.